my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord my soul bless the lord my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord my soul bless the lord my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord my soul bless the lord my soul and all that is within me bless his holy Praise the Lord, generations of a new faith church. When I think of the goodness of the Lord and all that he has done for me, my soul truly cries out, hallelujah, amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Church, this morning, I just want to give God thanks. I tell you, it's, it, man, with all that is going on, I just thank the Lord that he still saw fit for me to wake up this morning. He still saw fit for you to wake up this morning. Amen. So we ought to be rejoicing in the fact that the Lord saw fit that we are once again able to experience this worship experience together in Jesus name. So church, we ought to be excited about what God is doing in the lives of the church. Amen. Amen. Uh, first giving, like I said, all honor to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is truly the head of my life. With him, I have my being. It's everything that everything that I do when I move is all because of the Lord. So I just have a thankful spirit this morning. In the absence of our pastor, Dr. Richard Donaldson Jr., we continue to pray for him as he continues to prepare for his return. We also pray for our first lady, Michelle Donaldson. Uh, you know, you know, we pray healing in the name of Jesus. Um, she is off of quarantine and, and she is, is she is better. And we just thank the Lord for her. When Satan tried to attack her, they, they picked the wrong one. Our first lady is strong. We just thank the Lord for her as well. We thank the Lord for all of you guys who have, you know, constantly just been watching us on Facebook from all around the world, from all the countries of, among the states and even overseas. We just thank the Lord for you. And for those of you who truly want to be a blessing to this ministry, as well as our members of Generation of Renewed Faith Church, I wanted to impress upon you, even though we are virtual and not in the building, please continue to send your tithes and offerings. And for those of you also who want to be a blessing, you can do so in three ways. Um, you can cash at Generations of Renewed Faith Church. That's Generations with an S, O-R-F-C. You can also text GIVE to 833-642-3291. Or you can send your contributions to Generations of Renewed Faith Church, P.O. Box 11736, Baltimore, Maryland, 21206. Again, that's Generations of Renewed Faith Church, P.O.
P.O. Box 11736, Baltimore, Maryland, 21206. Praise ye the Lord. Again, I greet you in Jesus' name this morning. Many times, uh, church, as believers, we often may be asked or we ask ourselves, you know, do we hear from God? But honestly, I believe that because of the times that we're living in, we all need to be asking ourselves, does God hear from us? And more importantly, we need to be asking ourselves, how often does God hear from us? Church, we get so caught up in trying to handle so many things on our own that we forget about who is the source of all things. We know that our Heavenly Father is our Alpha and our Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the source of all of our strength. So we just need to remember that, church. Just like the carnal relationships that we all may have with one another, communication is vital to the spiritual relationship that we have between ourselves and our Heavenly Father. And in that communication, it's too also important how we approach God. As we seek guidance, corrections, and as we bring our supplications and requests to God, we primarily use the vehicle of prayer. And in all that we're going through during these trying times, all that we are faced with right now in this day and time, it's important to have God hear and receive our prayers of communication toward him. He needs to know that he is our number one priority. We have to be able to reach heaven and have our prayers answered. With that being said, there is a word from the Lord. Amen? Amen. So if you all would turn with me, if you would, to the book of 2 Chronicles. We're going to be looking at chapter 7, verses 12 through 15. Again, that's 2 Chronicles 7, 12 through 15. Again, 2 Chronicles Chapter 7, we're going to be looking at verses 12 through 15. I'll be reading from the New King James Version in your hearing. And it reads, Then the Lord had appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or I command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence, among my people. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal the land. Verse 15, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. We thank you this morning for this opportunity to come and worship in your name. Father, we thank you for the articulation of our speech. We thank you for the activity of our limbs, for we know many didn't rise this morning. Father, I ask right now that you sit me down. Speak through me. Say what it is that you have to say to your people. Father, also let everything that I do be done decently in order and honoring unto you. It's in the matchless mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Let us all say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. In the time that I have allotted this morning, I want to preach from the thought, effective, fervent prayer works. Again, that's effective, fervent prayer works. As I begin to evaluate the text, we know that King Solomon, the son of David, had built a temple honoring the Lord. And Solomon had offered unto the Lord a prayer of dedication in which for complete obedience of the law, the Lord would honor 
the Davidic covenant and bless the children of Israel and every descendant of their line thereafter. Church, we know that Solomon had a personal experience of how the Lord answered prayers. Solomon asked the Lord for wisdom. You remember, we must remember that Solomon was a young king, so he asked the Lord for wisdom so that he can rule over the people. Church, not only did he give Solomon wisdom beyond all men, he gave him the more riches and status that he didn't ask for. So because of the obedience of David, Solomon not only got what he wanted, but he got more than that that he had requested from God. We see this in 2 Chronicles 6 and 21 when Solomon is speaking to the Lord and says, And may you hear the supplications of your servants and your people Israel when they pray towards this place. Hear from heaven, your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. Here we see Solomon setting the foundation of how we are to approach the Lord with our supplications and prayers toward him. Making this relevant to us, we must understand that prayer is a two-way communication in which we must have a divine confirmation. Remembering that praying is not just asking God for something, there must be a divine confirmation. Any prayer church that doesn't render a divine confirmation from the Lord won't get the intended desired results. We must approach the Lord in the way that he wants us to approach him. We must hold to his commandments so that our prayers can be heard. Specifically noted in our concentrated text this morning of 2 Corinthians 7, 13-15, the Lord was speaking to Solomon, addressing the call to repentance and the promise of forgiveness. It was an answer to King Solomon's prayer of dedication for the temple in which he called for God to be attentive to the prayers and petitions offered by the people in the newly constructed sanctuary. God was addressing the critical fact that sin and wickedness in the life of a nation of people would have a direct and disastrous effect on the health of the nation and the entire global community would be affected. Tell me that doesn't sound like where we are right now, church. This pandemic raging throughout the world and it is affecting everyone. No one is exempt. In some way or another, some shape or form, this thing has touched all of us. Whether it's a death of a loved one, whether it's been sickness of, of any of our friends, loved ones, and many of us personally has been afflicted by this pandemic. Many don't understand and are clueless to what is going on. Many can't see that the sins and wickedness that's going on is affecting what God is doing and that they even have become accustomed to it. And some are even promoting it, this sin and this condemnation, as freedoms of expression and idealism. But as believers, church, we know through God's word that these events are of no surprise. Verse 13 says, and this, is, this was the Lord speaking. Church, he says, when I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or I command the locusts to devour the land, or I send pestilence among my people. What's going on is no surprise to the believer. This is all being told in God's word. If you really look at things and understand that our God is a God of order, all the signs were there. Let's evaluate the last four years leading to where we are now. There was a drought throughout the land when the farmers lost their entire crops because of the lack of rain. 
Then there was the locusts that came and destroyed the crops that the farmers were able to grow. And church, now there is pestilence throughout the land in the form of this pandemic. God's word told us this would happen because of the disobedience. Amen? Amen. We need to understand that God is seeking to get our attention. And he wants to hear from us. When I say us, I'm speaking of the church. Amen? Amen. We have been too quiet. There is too much wickedness going on in this world. And we as a collective universal church body are not speaking out against it. Ephesians 5 and 11 tells us to take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Church, that is the word of God. God wants to hear from us. Our world is hurting and in deep need of God's divine healing. Amen? Amen. But because we serve an awesome God, church, he always provides a way of escape and bestows his throne of grace upon us. But church, even in his faithfulness toward us, he is intentional in what he expects from us in return. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal the land. God is calling his church to go into prayer. The true believers of the universal church to pray so that he can heal his land. Think about it. As I said before, no one is exempt. Believers are even being affected. It may even seem that the believers are being affected the most. Truth be told, there are so many people in the faith being afflicted with this COVID-19 church. Amen. But church, I believe in the Lord dropping my spirit that it's by no coincidence. The bigger the burden the bigger the responsibility. Amen? Amen. Church, we as a church body have a responsibility to push prayer to the forefront. Amen? Amen? James 4 and 17 tells us, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. If we are not speaking to what God wants us to speak to, we are not doing the will of God. Amen? Don't get me wrong, church. I'm not saying that believers are being punished, but I do believe that God is seeking to get the full attention of those who he have called according to his purpose to step to the forefront and proclaim that the healing power from all of this turmoil that is raging on earth is prayer. Amen. Amen. It's prayer, church. You know, you can put everything else out there to try to turn this thing around. It's not just a pandemic. It's crime. It's, 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 it's theft that's going rampant. The only thing that is going to turn it around is that believers in the faith step to the forefront and pray. Amen? Amen. And as it relates to this pandemic, nothing they have on the market is 100% effective against COVID-19. But church, we do know who has the 100% cure for all things. Amen. And that is our Savior, our Heavenly Father. And church, we know also that what? Effective, fervent prayer works. The word does say, if my people who are called by my name, people of God, I'm saying it again, people of God, we have the power to get these prayers heard in heaven. Amen? Amen. But just as the Lord told Solomon, 
there is a specific way in which we ought to approach and pray before the Lord. We are to humble ourselves, the word says, which is recognizing that we alone don't have the power. Then it says, turn from our wicked ways. Church, we have to repent and acknowledge our wrongs and seek God's face. That means go into fervent prayer. Fervent prayer, which is prayer with a passion and intensity. Church, we're in unforeseen times. Our prayer has to be fervent with passion and intensity. According to James 5 and 6, it says, It is the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous man that availeth much. Amen. When you go into prayer, your spirit has to be right. Amen. It's not enough that we just go before the Lord and pray. We have to go before the Lord and pray with a clean spirit. Church, we have to repent and seek God's faith and go into fervent prayer. And church, knowing that this is the word of God, I want to share with you three things that are important to having effective, fervent prayer that will avail. Amen? Amen. The first thing to having effective fervent prayer is to understand the purposes of prayer. The purpose of prayer is to communicate with God. Prayers are utterances from the heart towards God. Sincere utterances towards God. We just don't pray to get our needs met. Through prayer, we develop a deeper relationship with God. This is where we develop the trust that God is going to supply all of our needs according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. John 15 and 5, God tells us that what? I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, I am, I in him bears much fruit. God needs to know that we are connected to him. Mm -hmm. If he is the vine and we are connected to the vine, everything that comes out of that vine, every blessing that the Lord has, we have it as well. Amen? Amen. Church, we also have to pray to show our dependence on God. There is nothing that we can do without the presence of God. Amen? Amen. It is in him that I live. It is in him that I move. It is in him that I have my beings. Acts 17, 28. God must know that all we do is according to his will and not that of ourselves. We must also pray in order to make our request known to God. In John 15 and 7, Jesus tells us, if you remain in me and my words in you, ask and it will be given unto you. That is, church, I'm going to read that. If you remain in me and my words in you, ask and it will be given to you. Church, we serve an awesome God. As I was preparing for the message, uh, I was speaking to pastor last night, and we came to the understanding that just what the word just told us, that we are never without. Because of our heavenly father has it, we have it. If our heavenly father has it, we have it. And if he has it, we have access to it. Amen. Church, we also talked about the, the familiar passage of Scripture, Matthew 6, 33. And church, I did get a new revelation because 
you know, according to the word, I, I thought it said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. Amen. Yeah. But as Pastor and I begin to really look at the, the, the text and then look at that scripture, it, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things, amen, will be added unto you. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation. These things, church, are the key word. These things are the necessities. God will make sure that the believer has the necessities of life. Food, shelter, you know, all clothes, all of those things that you need. But it's the obedience, amen, that gives you the access to the more. Praise the Lord. So church, if you are praying to God and he is providing necessities, but you are wondering where is the more, it's that obedience to what God is seeking for you to do that he is wanting from you. Church, if we, if we relate it to the text, Solomon got the more because of the obedience of his father, but somewhere his fervent prayer began to lose its intensity and he got clouded by the more. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. Holy Spirit. So church, we have to realize and understand that, that, that there may be times when we have to go before God and check out our prayer to make sure that it's fervent, to make sure that it's a passionate prayer of thanksgiving toward our God. Church, we have to, to, to check our prayer to make sure that it's fervent with the intensity, that we're praying with the intensity that will honor God. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Church, another key to having effective prayer is understanding what God's word mean by effective, fervent prayer. Church, the definition of the word fervent, as you heard me say, is having or displaying a passionate intensity. This is how we ought to pray to God, with a sincere intensity and a passion coming from our heart. Our text tells us that we ought to come humbly thanking God. It is important also to identify specifically in which Godhead in the Trinity you are speaking to. Amen. Yeah. Are you speaking to the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit? Amen. Every effective, fervent prayer begins with whom you are speaking to. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're praying, you say, Father God in heaven. If you're speaking to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. If you speak of Jesus, who is my Savior, we need to be specific. Amen? Amen? This is the seeking his face that we see in the text. In praying, we also want to thank the Lord. Amen? Mm -hmm. Like any parent, our Heavenly Father loves to see that we have a grateful heart. Mm -hmm. Also, thanking God for what he has done for us in the past shows him that we trust and have faith in him. Church, that is essential to having fervent prayer. We must thank God for what he has done for us in the past to show that we trust him and we have faith in him. Also, it shows that we are appreciative of him for what he's done in our lives. Amen? Amen. Effective, fervent prayer also entails us asking for God's will to be done in our lives. No matter what the circumstances, we as believers have to know that with certainty, God's plan for us is good and is a part of his divine will for our lives. And also, we must petition God for what we need. Mm 
Amen. Philippians 4 and 6 tells us, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests made to God. Praise the Lord. I said I had a conversation with Pastor last night, and it just reaffirms the importance of when God says, when situations arise, don't try to handle it in your own strength. Be still and know that he is God. We got to go to the source of all of our blessings. Even when man says we don't have it, even when if man said we don't qualify, we know that our God, you know, has it. Our God qualifies. God's credit is 100%. Amen. Amen. If the, the best credit score is 800, God has 800. Amen. Amen. So if we're seeking God for something and they need a credit score, when we call, we got to put God before us. Amen. Amen. Because in him, everything that he has if we're obedient to his will and serving him with a purpose and praying with a passionate fervor of intensity, whatever he has, we have. Amen. Amen. That's Amen. his word, church. Philippians 4 and 6 tells us, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So church, whatever God has for you, it's already done. You just have to bring that petition to God in the appropriate way of fervent prayer. Another key element in your effective fervent prayer is asking for forgiveness. This is in our text. This in our text is turning away from wicked ways. That's what forgiveness is, turning away from wicked ways and asking for <laughs> forgiveness. Proverbs 15, 29 tells us the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. Church, if you feel that your prayers are not being heard, you may need to check your heart to ensure that you are right with God and right with one another. Yeah. If you are holding a grudge against somebody, that could be stopping your prayers from being heard in heaven. Mm. Amen? Amen? And this is the same in regards to effective prayer. You must pray for others. That's what the word tells us to pray for one another. So in this time of pandemic, it's not just, you know, that we pray for ourselves. We ought to pray for one another. I tell you, in the last, you know, year, year and a half, I've been getting so many requests for prayer. And, and, and you know, standing in proxy or going before the Lord for somebody else, it is a huge responsibility. And not only do you have to go and pray for them, but your prayer for them should be fervent as well. You know, it shouldn't be passe. Somebody, you know, you, you see, uh, they send out a text and say, can you pray for sister uh, or can you pray for brother or can you pray for this person? It's not enough that you just, you know, scroll past it and say, Lord bless them. That's not what God wants. We are in a time now where God wants to hear from us. Mm -hmm. He wants to hear the effective, fervent prayer of the righteous. Amen. Church, we have a responsibility. And church, the final key to having effective prayer is to execute your fervent prayer frequently. The word tells us to pray without ceasing. Church, we're living in a time where it's not enough to pray on just Sunday. It's not enough time, not, not enough to just pray on Monday. It's not enough to just pray on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Church, we have to pray without ceasing. The word says, when my people who are called by my name humble themselves 
Turn away from their wicked ways. Seek my face and pray. Mm -hmm. Then I will hear in heaven. If we want our prayers to be heard collectively as a church body, we must come together and pray. Pray for our land, pray for our world, pray for one another. But more importantly, it's the effective fervent prayers of the righteous that availeth much. So as I bring the word to a close, the Lord is speaking, church. The, the, there's pestilence in the land, and he wants to hear from us. Church, not only are we to be in prayer for this pandemic, we are, being, we are to be in prayer for everything that we are going through. You know, if you have wayward children, if you have situations in your life where you, you, you need a financial blessing or you need anything that you need, we got to go to God collectively together in fervent prayer to call on heaven so that God can hear the prayers of the righteous so that he can heal our land. So with that being said, I would like all of us to extend our arms as we go before the Lord this morning with an effective, fervent prayer of the righteous. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, the one who sits high but looks low, the Alpha and the Omega, the ruler of all things. Father, we're coming before you this morning, first giving thanks, giving thanks for all that you have done in our lives all that you are currently doing, and all that you will do in our lives. Father, we're calling on you right now. Father, for we know that your word says that the effective, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. So we're petitioning you right now, God, because we need a healing of the land. Father, we just ask forgiveness for those things that we've done that's not been pleasing in your sight. And Father God, we just want to show that we are appreciative for just you being you. But right now, Father, we ask that you heal those who are sick in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you provide comfort for those who have lost loved ones. Father, we are asking for direction right now in the name of Jesus. Father, if we're going wayward, Father, we ask that you draw us back near to you. Father, right now, give us the understanding and the faith that you have all things and in our obedience to you, we have access to it. So, Father, right now, we are once again dedicating our spirit man to you again. Father, we're saying that we're going to be walking in obedience to your word. Father, we're going to be moving in the way that you would have us to go. Father, we're going to take on the responsibilities that you have for us to take on. Father, we're going to walk in the purpose that you have in our lives. Father, we're going to ask right now, Father, that your will be done in our lives. Father, we accept that will that you have before us. Father, we understand also and believe in your word that says you will never leave us nor forsake us. And Father, when those instances arise where we see no human way out, that our flesh, that ourselves, we can't solve the solution. We will know, Father, that you are Alpha and Omega and that you have all things and can do all things. And we're going to bring our petitions to you. And, Father, we're going to bring our petitions to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, Father, above all things, we're going to stand on your word. 
And Father, right now we are committed to call out the wickedness that is raging in this world. And we're going to preach the gospel that Christ is Lord in season and out of season. And Father, whatever the results of that may be, we accept that your will, that all things will come together for the good of those who are walking according to your purpose. Father, we love you. We understand that it's the fervent, effective prayers of the righteous that will avail of much. And we thank you for what you've given us this morning. We thank you for what our ears have heard. Now, Father, we're going to take the message that you have given us, let it saturate into our spirits, and we're going to go out into this dying world with a new fervor, with a new appreciation, and with a new praise and prayer in our heart to be a living example of who you are and what you can do. And we'll let our testimonies speak to the goodness of the Lord in all that you have done and will do in our lives. Father, we love you. We praise you. We honor you on this day. And we have a prayer of thanksgiving, a fervent prayer. And we ask that as we've come together this morning and brought to you a fervent, effective prayer that you will hear in heaven and heal this land. We thank you. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord, church. That is the word of the Lord. We thank you this morning. Again, we ask for continued prayers for our first family, for pastor and first lady, amen, and for all of those who are affected. Church, we must understand and know that the times that we're living in, though the turbulent times, they seem tumultuous, we have to have faith and understanding that God has seen this time. And his word says, this too shall pass. We have to have faith. We have to pray and know that he is God. That is the word of the Lord. I love you. May heaven smile upon you. God bless you. Shalom. Go in peace.